Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Peter from PDG Advertising and this is episode 16.1 of the PDG Advertising podcast. I messed up. I Yesterday I recorded what I think was the best podcast I've ever done and I tried to upload it using anchor and I somehow managed to delete it and it's <laughs> it's funny because um I always listen to Bill Burr and Joe Rogan and not as so much Joe Rogan but at times Bill Burr will come on and at the start of his podcast and he'd be really angry about the fact that he spent something like an hour talking and he wasn't able to um and he wasn't able to uh, record it because um the sound recording equipment uh wasn't wasn't working so i've had the equivalent of that at, on the pdg advertising podcast and i'm okay with it uh even though it was the best um podcast we ever did a little bit like tenacious d's tribute to the greatest song in the world um this episode is that tribute to the greatest episode that has ever been done um, by Peter Doak on the PDG Advertising Podcast. And this is episode 16.1. So, first thing we've got from yesterday, I guess, was that... Um, it's actually from the day before yesterday that I wrote this down. And, and I should just stop for a moment. Um, yesterday, uh, last night, um, yesterday evening when I was recording... The PDG Advertising Podcast number 16, this being 16.1. I was looking out over a beautiful sunset across Belfast and it was a really fitting end to an incredible week. But today it's even better. We're looking out across blue skies and sunshine and nice small fluffy clouds uh, across across the mountains. So um, sunsets are beautiful, but also looking out over a, a very um, sunshiny blue Belfast is wonderful as well. I was talking to someone recently saying about what, what's Belfast like and um, in the sunshine, it really is like nowhere else. It's a great, uh, it's a great place to be. That goes for Northern Ireland and Ireland in general. I, I don't think there's many places I'd rather be than here um, when it's sunny. Having said that, it's pretty much rainy for 300 days out of the year. So <laughs> when you get the odd um, sunshiny one, it's it's good to value it. And I will be doing that soon, heading out and, and doing stuff stuff about about the place. Um, but the first thing that we had was um, giving people notice of actions. And this came up a few times this week. And we found that, you know, with the fast pace of what we do, with the many stakeholders that we have in dealing with customer accounts and customer management and all of those things, there can be a certain amount of haste and a lot of speed. And it means that sometimes um, if you're not careful, you cannot prepare the way forward for people um, whenever you need them to do something for you. So we're learning that in this week, we did well with that in preempting what was happening with um, some campaigns so that we could forewarn people. A good example is if 
you need someone to put some information into an email and the email needs to go out by uh, Friday, for example, sending the person that you need information from on the Thursday. It's a really terrible, terrible idea. The real idea is to two weeks, excuse me, two weeks before, pick up on the podcast again, two weeks before, um, two weeks before you have that thing to do, first of all, warn that person that you're going to be, warn's a harsh word, advise, let people know that you're going to be coming to them for something so that they can tell you if they're in Spain or I don't know, Portugal for, for a week um, and you're and that's going to push your timelines back a week as well. So that, first of all, letting people, pre, pre-warning pre people, I guess, of something that's coming up, important. Then sending things early, a little bit earlier than you need to, is really important as well. Um, half of what we do in this business in advertising and marketing is pre-planning and forward planning and looking ahead to what you um what what could happen you know anticipation and goodness there's there's so much to it there's um the the past the present and the future there's looking back over what's happened to make good decisions for the future there's being in the moment right now and understanding what's going on right now and not thinking you know well it was like this a year ago or knowing that now is now and now is the only time that you can actually actually affect um right now and then looking ahead to the future and thinking what is coming up what what is likely to come up is there anything that we can use to our, our advantage so that that's important whenever you and there's a little bit later on in this podcast about this but there there's tools that you can use to you know ensure that that goes smoothly and one thing that always helps is planning ahead and and giving forewarning and advanced notice of things that are coming up so that that's very important in what we do and look we're not perfect at it at pdg advertising and we claim to be but we're working on it and we're working towards getting to a place where we are going to be uh very uh very strong at that you know mapping out what's going on um across our customers accounts a lot better than we do now but i think we got to a level of proficiency with that this week i tell you what though However much you plan, however much you, you know, check over things, it always helps to do a little small last minute check on something that's about to go out. An email that was due to go out to 250,000 people on Friday, um, we did a, a little check just before, or no, it wasn't one of that, it was, it was 10,000 people, um, still a huge number um, of people, so we... We um we're gonna send this out to ten thousand people, and on Friday just before we did it, um we thought look let's do a little sense check on this let's get in the customer's shoes and and let's look at it from a customer point of view, and when we did that everything technically was right with the with the email from our setup but there was a little bit of data that wasn't pulling through properly to the email, if you're in any way versed in email marketing it was a merge field that wasn't pulling through correctly. And we needed to halt the progress of that email, stop it from going out, uh, which is not the click of a button. But if you don't make that check, you don't make that final check, you don't know that. So we were able to do that, liaise with the customer and say, look, this is something that's not working right. We can't send that out until it's fixed and we'll help you to, to we'll work on it with you to help you to, to get it fixed. Um, but all came from no matter how much planning was there, just that little last minute 
check. Um, and look, if we had checked that everything was fine, that would have been good. It would have been peace of mind. Um, but checking and finding that was even better because we can then put into our processes. We need to make sure that that is checked way, way before it gets scheduled up and, and placed to to go out. <laughs> it really does exemplify the realness of this um, advertising and the realness of the execution that we do, that we're, we're right down into that level of, of detail. And and it's it's really enjoyable actually getting down into that level of detail. Um, goodness, I guess if you didn't enjoy that, you would just let the let the email go out as is. But um, no, that was a that was a good save and a good experience. So something, whenever we're talking about planning ahead, and this is so so important. And in the podcast sixteen, we put it perfectly. I thought we put it perfectly. Um, but I guess that wasn't to be that deleted podcast that nobody will ever hear. Um, but in this tribute, um, something that was very important and it came up and it was about stakeholder management and stakeholder engagement. And what it means at a top level is managing the people that are working on your project, managing the people that are working on your team. Um, and when I say managing I mean, I do mean more engaging with, and I do mean more um, working with and working as a as a team. With PDG advertising, in every um, with every customer that we work with, there is the opportunity to work in a team, and I always thought this about PDG advertising. But because we work with so many teams, I feel it gives us a hyper sense of. Um, what works well in a team and, and what crumbles things in a team. And the the one fundamental thing that always, always helps a team is whenever the people in the team realize that there are other people in the team. It is very easy to think that you can just do what you do and just do your work and that everything will be fine. But things don't work in a vacuum things need to work with everybody working together and whenever you realize that you realize that your role in the team and making sure it gels right because look let's face it how many teams have you been in that are dysfunctional how many teams have you been in that just don't work right how many teams have you been in where you're the problem how many teams have you been in where someone else is the problem what would the team that you're in right now be like or what would the teams that you have been like that haven't been working well be like if every person realized that they know what the goal is and that they're all working together through teamwork to reach that goal and i'm sure i'm not unique in this in this way but i've been in so many teams the majority of teams in fact where people didn't know what the goal was or people don't know, didn't know that we needed to make sure that everybody was working together to get to the goal. And look, I am absolutely 100% confident that I have been the problem in the majority of the teams that I've been in and was probably an absolute nightmare to work with. But I see it now. I understand it now through experience. And I suppose th there are certain indicators that say that a team is working well or not. And I think one of them is if you asked anybody what the goal of the team is, and if, if nobody could find out, you've got a big problem. If Sorry, if nobody could find out. If nobody can tell you, you've got a big problem. 
um, if only one or two people can tell you, you've still got a big problem because those other people that don't know what the goal is, what are they doing? <laughs> what's, what's, their, what's their game and what's their role? Why are they important to that, to that process? Why should they be in there um, using up space on that team? And I'll bet that they are dragging that team down. But I'm not saying that they should be kicked off. But I'm saying if there was one person on the team and it should be the leader of that team, it should be the facilitator of that team, that can identify those that are not in sync with the overall goal and who can bring them to that place. And if they can't bring them to that place, they should get them off the team and bring someone else in that can. Um, and that shouldn't be a decision taken lightly. That should be something that takes time to, to go over. So I think that's a key thing. One is everybody knowing what the goal of the team is. And the other thing is realizing that there are humans on the team and realizing that everybody is different and everybody has a different way of doing things and everybody can bring value to that team. And they're on the team because for some reason they've been identified as someone that can that can add add value. So that dynamic that we um, integrate with, with the businesses that we work with, is not just interesting, it's so valuable because I see that whenever... Whenever everybody's working towards the same goal, squabbles don't really break out. I feel that it's whenever certain people are working towards other goals or certain people have other interests in mind, that's whenever squabbles break out. Because if everybody was working towards the, the proper the right goal, and also if everybody is working as a team together towards that goal, then everybody knows that the best interest of the goal is, is what's served, not whether you're right. Not whether you... Um, no more than the other person and not whether you don't like that person none of that stuff matters um, and understanding that is very very important so stakeholder management is is very important in terms of managing a project managing any sort of business project from the smallest ones to the biggest ones and I think great communication like constantly updating you know you've got to be careful of that as well because people some people don't like being totally constantly updated that can there's a fine line of that and that's something that you only learn through experience so the way to the way to develop the skill of stakeholder management is to just go out and try it make some mistakes look a bit silly sometimes do some things wrong get told off and um, get shouted at um break stuff you know make make those errors that then help you learn and that's becoming <laughs> I don't know if this is the failure podcast or not, but that's becoming a big part of this, you know, podcast. And, and it's something that's becoming a real truth of mine. And it's you've gotta you've gotta fail. You've gotta you've gotta do badly in things. You know, there's many things that you know I've failed in and then just gone on to dominate um in the in the future. So that's something about stakeholder management. I think it takes, like anything, it takes time and it takes consideration. But those are three things, I think, that are that are very, very important. One is everybody knowing what the goal is. Two, everybody working as a team to get to the goal. So caring about the other person um, in the team, understanding them and working with them to bring out their best. And they would do the same to bring out your best. And then also um, people being updated. I think it's the leader's role to make sure that people are updated. Um, I think it's the leader facilitator's role to... I mean, they, 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 I think the leader should be the hardest working person on that team. Um, they should be the ones that are going around and making sure that um, the other guys are able to do what they're supposed to, supposed to do on the team. Um, so three things. Um, 
great communication, remembering that the other team members are human and working with them like that, and making sure everybody knows the goal. Those three things are surefire success in terms of stakeholder management. Could you imagine, could you imagine what your business would be like or the business that you're working in would be like if everyone had those three things in mind whenever they went into a, a team team scenario? And I just think things would be a lot better if that was the case. Now, think about also how much better it would be if no one had any of those three attributes and then one person suddenly does. Um, imagine how much better the team would be. So if you can get a little bit of success on that, I, I think things would be be a lot a lot better and I think there'd be a lot less um stalls and failures in those in those little little teams. But that's something that really came up today. So another thing that was really special today and it's as yesterday I was sitting watching the sunset and today I'm sitting looking at the blue skies. Today was a really special week and I've always dreamt of having a a white office which just to me feels like a blank canvas for your mind to have clear be able to clearly think about things lacking clutter and and lacking um confusion and I I did that so that was good we've got that it's a small four person maximum office in Belfast and I'm really pleased with it um, a couple of twists of fate allowed us to get there and that was good um, but we were able to paint the paint the office um, the East Belfast Enterprise actually painted it for us which was incredible of them and I really appreciate that and they did a great job and then uh, today or yesterday sorry we had installed our sign the PDG advertising sign with the icon um, it was a real moment and it was really good. I looked up at it and I just thought, yep, that's it. You need that sign. You need people to walk in and know where they are. I need to have any team members um, working, knowing that that's who they're working for and know who they're working with and know that um, that's the brand that they're representing. Um, and it came down to such small things like it being a crisp logo and it is so crisp and just looks really, really strong. And it's all over my Instagram and it just there's something kind of spiritual about it i'm not the most spiritual person in the world i don't think i am anyway i'm a pretty logical person but there's some feeling of having that sign up there um that you just think yes that is good that is progress and that is moving forward and that is branding and that is nice and um i was just really happy about it so that was that was pretty awesome oh and just a, a shout out to the guys that put up the sign um, think sign and print Janice and Steve from that company uh, they do it well like they you know we went on to Bismarck and we got lots of people you know saying how how great they were and, and stuff and that's okay that's fine for them that's okay for them but Janice from think sign and print actually sent a um, comment under the post saying listen um, we'd love to talk to you about it um, here's my email address and you can drop me your phone number and I'll call you right back and we can talk through what you what you need that was nice, better than what other people had done. Other people had actually um, just ignored my emails and stuff. It's probably quite a small job, but maybe an acknowledgement would have been nice, but that was nice that they went out of their, their way to, to do that. So I was very happy about that. And then when they came, they came on time, came on time, Did came whenever they say they would, went through the options, looked at the job, looked at the wall, um, then went off, gave me a quote, a good quote, good good reasonable price for it came back on time, actually came back early at my request to get the sign up 
and got the sign up within um, 10 minutes. Sign looks excellent. Professional job, professional workers, and very nice people. So think sign and print in the Belfast area. I think they're from Carried Off, um, but they came into Belfast to do the sign. So um, that was pretty That was pretty good. Another thing that happened yesterday, yesterday, Anthony was sitting across from me and he asked, do I use Snapchat? And I was thinking, oh no, I kind of use it, but I'm not very good at it and I don't really understand it. Um, I want to understand it more um, and I've tried it out and I've tasted it and I've tried to understand it. Um, and but and then I remembered, I said, oh, well, but I did actually turn myself into a girl um, yesterday through Snapchat. And Anthony started laughing. He said, that's what I was mentioning about. And he showed me his picture of him looking like a girl. And I showed him my picture of looking like a girl. And then it just struck me and I was like, wow, how did I find out about that? It was through a social post on Facebook, someone talking about it. And then I tried it. And then I sent it to my friend on WhatsApp. So Facebook no alertified, 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 it's a nice name. Facebook alerted me to that was happening and that was possible on uh, Snapchat. I tried it out on Snapchat. I then WhatsApp it to my friend, to a group, two two people in the group, um, two close friends of mine. They then do it. Um, and then I then laugh about it and think that that's funny. And then Anthony mentions it to me in the office. Um, and I've since seen other people do it on Facebook. Anybody that has Snapchat, anybody that thinks Snapchat is cool has tried that at this point, I think. Anybody who has done it. it so it's rippled across the earth, across planet earth. It has rippled. In businesses, um, people are talking about it. In WhatsApp groups, people are talking about it. In whatever other groups that are out there, people are talking about it. And that is, in my mind, pretty incredible, mind-blowing, and just shows that Snap has something. I thought that they had gone downhill. I thought the less people were talking about Snapchat meant that it was gone a bit down downhill. But whenever you can do that, and in like a, with a flick of a switch, just have everybody talking about your brand, that business is something special. And I don't think we understand it yet. I really don't think we understand what it is. I, I actually would go a bit further. I, I'm not convinced that we all understand what the internet is, really. I, I think we're still just scratching the surface of that. I mean, 10 years of the internet or so, it's probably more technically, but 10 years of internet populousness. Um, Popular, we're just throwing out words that aren't maybe words on, on this podcast, and who knows if that's a proper word, populousness, um, popular uh, effect of, or the pop, popular um, era of the, the social media era, the internet era, I think this would maybe be called, but we're talking 10 years into it, really, maybe 20 years at a stretch, but how long have humans been about, you know, is it, is it, tens of thousands of years is it millions of years I don't, I don't know but 20 years compared to whatever it is it's only like it's like it's not even her her you know her width on the spectrum of you know our, our civilization and our our ancestry so um what what on earth does that mean for us what what does that mean for 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 humans um and who knows but that that was quite cool. That ripple of Snapchat filter turning men into women um, across the across the world. That was that was quite cool, and I will be watching intently and trying to see what we can do on on uh, on Snapchat. So something else happened today, and it was kind of deplorable. Um, I'm not taking any credit for this because Gary Vaynerchuk um, came up with this 
at first at one of his amazing talks and he said about how you know don't think that anybody's going to look at your banner adverts on the side of the road because people aren't even looking at the road because they're sitting on their phone texting um which is super scary because the the most important thing on the road whenever you're driving on it is to be looking at the road and where you're where you're driving um it's a lethal weapon that you're in it's crazy to be looking at the phone um at any stage i even think it's crazy fiddling with the radio and things like that but that's where we are um but today i saw it to a new level a, a really new level um a lady that i know was taking an instagram Stuart was doing an instagram live story or instagram story it was quite quite long she's taking a, a selfie video of her and her daughter she was driving in the car with her daughter in the back seat her daughter in the back seat and it was um and it was it was just it was just horrendous the car was moving you could tell that the car was car was moving the car was probably moving quite fast and the the woman was doing a, a selfie video in the in the background like with her daughter in the car her and her daughter could be wiped out with that kind of lack of concentration on the on the road it's not bad don't there's no there's no doubt about that that that's bad so don't don't do that um but doesn't it show just how little concentration people are showing to your outdoor advertising <laughs> your billboard advertising that it's dead i see i see them because i'm interested in it and i, I purposely look at them i don't take them in I don't, i'm looking at them for the artwork i'm looking at them for the the slogos the slogos <laughs> the logans uh logans logos and slogans on them there's a terrible one at the moment for Lidl. i guess i remember it it's called lover liker or loather there's a really cool comedian on it i can't remember her name but she's a wonderful comedian from derry um and an actor i think and i'm sure the other person on it's famous as, as well and they're wonderful people and it's this massive billboard as you walk into um as you're walking along the beside the odyssey in belfast the odyssey is a it's a big movie complex and it's where the belfast giants play and i think i was going to mention that that the giants are going to become a a bigger part of my Belfast experience um, quite soon. But anyway, it, it says lover, liker, or loather, and it's got little beside it, and it's just big and blue, and it sticks out for sure. But is that where we are? Like, what thought is put behind that? Why, what What does that, what does that, well, how does that, like, how does that sell stuff in little? How does that get you to go to little? I don't want to go to little for that. I don't, I don't even know what that means. I get the feeling that if I walked in a little, I'd be more confused by some of the stuff that they've got in there. And... Uh, don't get me wrong, I do like little the odd time, but that doesn't make me, that makes me want to go less, not more. Um, so the fact that it was on a billboard annoyed me. The fact that it was a terrible advert annoyed me. And and then that annoyed me today about, you know, someone in a car with their daughter and, you know, driving and taking a selfie video with it. So that was, that was nuts. That's crazy. But it does show that people are not taking notice of those billboards and any money that you're spending on it, I reckon, is completely... And I mean completely thrown down the drain um, from them because people care more about what's going on on their phones, more so than their safety in the car, more so than their family's safety in the car, and more so than other people's safety in the car. It is scary that that is the case, but that is the case. And that tale of woe should in some way inform your advertising decisions. Guys, on this, yeah. on this podcast as well, I've always wanted to share things that are working well and things that are doing um, great for our customers. 
And one thing that I don't think I've mentioned is called usertesting.com. It's incredible. It's about, it, you can buy 15 minutes of someone going through your website and telling you what they're thinking on a screen recording. So the screen records their screen and they have a microphone hooked up so they talk through what they're thinking as they're going through the website. It is enlightening. It has changed logos. It has changed whole home pages. It has changed shopping cart pages. It has changed e-commerce websites for the better in the past. And it's something that you should do because when you build a website, when you design it, um, to be honest, I think 10 minutes after starting that process, you're, you already are not objective in whether it is good for the customer. So getting an outside review, an outside perspective is really, really important to understand how others use your website and what their experience of that part of your customer journey is. So the website is usertesting.com. The um, videos are really dear. They're $50, and but they're well worth it. So any business that is you know, interested in the customer journey should should do it. Now, there's a, there's a cheaper, lower rent version. It's on Fiverr.com. It's like a uh, skills market page where you can buy small microservices, and you can you can um, choose um, someone to review your site for a Fiverr. And it does the same thing, but the the only problem with it is you can't really choose well the demographics of your. Um, reviewer on Fiverr on usertesting.com. You can go right down into income levels, age, income levels, location, all that stuff. Um, so usertesting.com is quality, but you pay for that at $50 a, a go. Um, on Fiverr, you can get it for $5. If you've never done it before, I would maybe test the water and taste it on Fiverr and get a review that way. Um, I don't think you can change your whole website on one review or on one viewing. But it might highlight things that are wrong. And if you do maybe a few user tests, then you can maybe see what the overall trend is and what people are saying and what consistently people are, are saying. And as I say, it's been, <coughs> excuse me, it has been the level up or the leveler up of um, for a lot of our businesses that we have um, worked with. Whenever they get to a certain stage, they said, okay, things are going well, time to user test and move up a level. So uh, yeah usertesting.com or Fiverr for user testing. Guys, this has not been the greatest podcast in the world. This was just a tribute. And here's the podcast 16. It was good yesterday. But I think I've covered a lot of the major points in it. And we've again seen our audience grow on um, listenership for this podcast. I'm over the moon about that. <laughs> I'm delighted about it. And I really appreciate you uh, listening. So, have a great weekend. Um, this will probably be uploaded um, either on Monday or if we can get it done today or tomorrow, we will. But um, it could be Monday before it's uploaded. And when we um, when we do that, I look forward to you listening to it. And I just want to say thanks again for um, anybody that is listening. Thanks a lot. Bye.